Welcome to this bonus episode of the Bentonville Beacon podcast, where we're sharing thoughts, experiences, and wisdom from the attendees of the 2022 Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit, the premier technology summit in the American heart. This year, the conference had 1,700 attendees from most U.S. states and some international visitors who moved between five concurrently active venues across downtown Bentonville. The summit included five programming tracks spanning mobility and supply chain, cybersecurity, health and wellness, entrepreneurship, and Web 3.0. And now, let's hear from a few attendees of the 2022 Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit. Let me introduce you to Jennifer Thomas, Managing Director of Health at Plug and Play. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thanks, James. Great to be here. You bet. So let's start off with the easiest question of all. Okay. Tell us about yourself. All right, great. So um, my name is Jennifer Thomas. I'm Managing Director of Plug and Play, and we're headquartered in Silicon Valley, um, but I'm located in Cleveland, Ohio. And I've been at the job for about three and a half years um, managing our health industry vertical. What we do is to connect the world's best startups with corporations who are trying to innovate and want to bring innovation to market faster. And it's been super exciting, as you can imagine, because of the changes that have happened over the last couple of years. Um, everybody is interested in healthcare. So it has just made my job um, just an amazing whirlwind of learning and meeting people and trying to figure out, you know, what's next in healthcare. Yeah. So let's dive into that. My background okay. is med tech. My industry background is med tech, health tech, healthcare, and so on. Awesome. I would love to hear how the industry has changed the last couple of years, in particular, how consumer behavior and perspectives and and just consumer demands have changed and how that has changed healthcare. Yeah, right. It has all changed so radically and continues to change like daily, actually. So when I kind of came to this role in um, 2019, healthcare was kind of, you know, just limping along in terms of digital innovation. It was interesting. There were startups mm -hmm. out there. Hospitals and pharmaceuticals were dabbling. Um, but I wouldn't say that there was a big rush. Um, no one was feeling pressured. And then, of course, when COVID happened, everything changed because we had to come up with mm -hmm. different innovations in order to serve the patient. At the same time, VC kind of woke up and said, hey, we could invest in healthcare. It's, it's, uh, you know, something that looks like it's going to be really important. And they did. And in 20, by 2021, we saw, I think it was 29 billion globally invested in digital health, which was un, you know, unseen in earlier years. Um, just a massive increase. And so all of this VC investment helped all these new digital technologies advance their technology, get the right clinicians on staff, mm -hmm. you know, the, they could grow, they had more run rate, they could actually do pilots. And with all of the technology growing, it gave hospitals and pharmaceuticals and consumer product goods companies the opportunity to say, okay, we could now work with these startups. Let's really look into this. And it all started to get very serious. So now we have kind of this robust market of startups that are providing new opportunities for chronic health, meeting consumers where they are, mm -hmm. and, you know, changing how you approach healthcare. At the same time, consumers realized 
I can't go into the hospital, so I better take things into my own hands. And consumers started driving their own health and wellness in ways that they hadn't previously. Um, And they started to expect the kind of service that you expect in sort of buying something online. I see it, I buy it, I get it in a day. Hey, I'm not feeling well. I need a doctor. I need it in a day. And so all of that behavior change coupled with the technology that was bubbling up and really becoming more available has created a completely different market now. It sure has. It, it seems like just a few years ago, it was so hard to move healthcare forward to, I, honestly, I mean, look, there's a reason the fax machine still exists. Yeah. And then, and fax machines were still used and I think are still used yes. by hospitals to transfer records, as you may know. And, you know, just getting, um, you know, getting beyond that is really where we are today. Absolutely. And so, you know, I guess where's healthcare going? So it's hard to say, but um, if I could sort of back up and, and maybe talk about a little what has happened since everything has changed so mm-hmm. radically. During COVID, hospitals were tapped, right? And the nursing staffs, the tech staffs, the doctors, and what happened were that, that they lost a lot of their staff after, you know, sort of during COVID and afterwards. So many hospitals do not have the nursing staff that they need now to serve all the patients. Um, at the same time, their margins were hit pretty hard because electives were a large part of the revenue. And they couldn't do the electives during COVID because all the staff was addressing COVID. Well, they thought that that might bounce back after COVID. But as I just said, the nursing staff wasn't there and the tech staff wasn't there. So the electives haven't bounced back. At the same time, the reimbursement from Medicaid, Medicare has not increased. And so hospitals are really in a rough place right now. Many of them are finding negative margins. And so, you know, we considered a hospital a typical place where we would get health care. And while that has happened, simultaneously, Walmart, CVS, Walgreens are getting into the primary care game by offering primary care services. Walmart's done it in rural areas. CVS Health has done it sort of on on the corner of every main street with health hubs. And Walgreens is doing it as well. And so it's giving the consumer more access at their fingertips to healthcare than they had during COVID or maybe even before. So kind of shifting how you look at where you get your healthcare. That's so true. I mean, I, I remember before COVID, you did have the Walgreens, the such of the world, trying out clinics. Yeah. And I'm not sure how it was like the minute the clinic was, or right? the, yeah. yeah, or you, you thought of it more as your urgent care. Yeah. And now you, it doesn't have to be just urgent care. It can be your primary care. Absolutely. So, uh, and that's a different shift in how people think of, you know, uh, the local retail pharmacy. It is. It's funny. It's, and this just comes to mind at the moment. And I don't know that it's entirely true, but in the patient does seem to finally be, I'll, I'll say it this way. The patient finally seems to be moving to the center of healthcare exactly rather right. than where you get your healthcare yeah. or even the doctor yeah. that provides your healthcare. As important as doctors are, yeah. the patient is the one who healthcare should yeah. be focused on, right? And that's partly due to a generational thing too. Mm-hmm. So you have a new generation coming up 
people who are digital natives, they are very comfortable using their phone and, and accessing apps on their phone. They, they start to anticipate it. You also have baby boomers who are aging and, and mm-hmm. they're different than the greatest generation who never really used technology that much. And baby boomers are tech savvy and they also expect um, the use of digital apps, you know, maybe to help with medication or to help with a chronic condition. So you're finding the consumer much more open to that kind of healthcare as well. Wow. Um, so here we are at the Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit, we are. Uh, which is spread across multiple venues in a, a fairly tight area in, in downtown Bentonville. Right. And the location we're at is where Healthcare wellness happens to be taking place in, yep. a, in a room next to us. But uh, tell me about, I guess, your visit to the Tech Summit and how that's going and, and uh, you know, what you're learning here. Yeah, thanks. Well, I was really honored to be invited to speak this morning. And what I chose to talk about was how healthcare is moving into the home. Mm-hmm. And that is in large part for the reasons that we talked about where the apps are available. People are expecting the convenience. And it turns out that, you know, I think you can save like a hospital can reduce their cost by 30% by serving a patient in the home for many conditions, whether mm-hmm. it's like acute care or post acute care. And so really talked about that and the future of how we should be able to be served in the home. And so I was really excited to be invited to speak, but it was an amazing lineup, honestly, and so impressive to hear. I think it was Dr. Williams speak at the children, uh, from the children's hospital about some of the innovation they have going on there. Um, Dr. Sanford and, and his chief technology officer, um, f- from UAMS, um, really talking about, uh, some of the issues they're seeing, especially because we are in a rural region and rural gets hit really hard. There are, um, you know, different sets of problems. So, and then, uh, Walmart health with Andrea Marks and Trent Grunwald, um, also talked about the future of healthcare from their perspective. So just an amazing lineup, um, that I was honored to be a part of. And, and, uh, it's great to be back here. This is my second time here. Awesome. That is an all-star lineup. It well, was. So your second <laughs> time here, specifically your second time to Bentonville. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, you're on your first trip. What were your expectations? I guess, what did you think you were getting into? And then what happened? Yeah, I really didn't know what to expect because I'm from Cleveland and, mm-hmm. you know, Cleveland's kind of a mid-sized city and I knew Bentonville was sure. a little bit smaller. One of the things that struck me is the amazing hospitality. We have a team here at Plug and Play in Bentonville. We work in supply chain with Walmart, JB Hunt, and Tyson. And the supply chain team here was so incredibly hospitable. And they made sure I met all the right people. And it's when you and I met uh, first and um, just really took me around, showed me everything there was to see. I got a little bit of a tour and just um, amazing hospitality. So I was really, I was wowed by that, I would say. Excellent. Well, cool. Let's uh, let's close this up with one final question. Okay. And that is, tell me a hashtag because Bentonville story. It sounds like you've been had enough experience here that you've probably encountered something, but a hashtag because Bentonville story would really be a, a story that sort of tells something that's unique to this place or the, the essence of this place, or it could only happen here or something like that. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, the hospitality was amazing, but I, I guess having been at the summit and experiencing just the energy around healthcare, around cyber, around Web3, around supply chain. I would say um, it's hashtag determination. 
I feel like Northwest Arkansas is determined to be on the map for innovation. There are an amazing amount of people here. It's super well attended and incredible speakers. So I feel like this community is determined to make it work. Yeah. You know, uh, our, well, first of all, our, I'll give them a shout out here at the Greater Bentonville Area Chamber of Commerce where I work is Chris Adams, our director of the Northwest Arkansas right. Tech yep. Summit. So yep. this is a chamber-ran uh, event. Yep. What chamber does a tech summit? Us, of course. Hashtag because Bentonville. But that the work he has done in putting together this incredible conference Agreed. he and his team uh, have done is it's it's unbelievable. And the 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 lineup yeah. is everybody from pick almost the smallest startups to Fortune yeah. One. You've got rock stars at every level and you have seventeen hundred yeah. people here and it's just pure magic. Really smooth and well put together and um, just great content. So, you know, totally worth a trip for anyone who came in. Awesome. So Let's I would say you guys are determined and it's, uh, it's really amazing to see. I, I look forward to coming back again. Awesome. That's perfect. Let's okay. wrap it up on that. Thank right. you so Sounds much. Sounds good. Great to be I here, appreciate James. appreciate it, Jennifer. My pleasure. I'd like to introduce you to Amy Hopper-Swan, who is program manager at the Arkansas Research Alliance. And also, because she doesn't have enough time, uh, she has too much time on her hands, apparently, is, is CEO and co-founder of a startup, Horizon Health Solutions. Amy, right. welcome to the show. Thanks. My good friend, James Bell. I'm glad to reconnect here in Arkansas. You as well. So tell me about or tell the audience about Amy Hopper Swan. What should they know about you? Well, I think you've, you've mentioned a couple of my activities that I love. Um, the Arkansas Research Alliance, which is, of course, my day job. We are all about making sure that people around Arkansas recognize that research matters. And I recently founded a startup company called Horizon Health Solutions. During my MBA program, which I just graduated from in May. Congratulations. Um, thank you very much. We launched out of the new venture development program, which is an excellent program of the Office of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at U of A. And we are licensed or working to license the technology from UAMS that they're utilizing within their pharmacy. And awesome. I would say in my spare time, which I'm currently not doing because I had a nasty mountain bike fall, but I love to mountain bike. I love to ride. And that's one of the reasons I love Arkansas. I have lived here for five years. It's the longest longest time I've lived somewhere um, since when I grew up, and I love it. Consider myself a true Arkans, and I know not everyone considers that after five years, right? Yeah. But I'm, I'm here to stay. Love it so much. Awesome. So you came from Oklahoma, right? Well, yes, originally, okay. and, but I moved here from Atlanta. I moved okay. to Little Rock in 2017, so I just recently hit my five-year mark. Cool. Well, I should ask you, what brought you to Arkansas then? I was working in corporate finance in Atlanta, and I really just felt like a cog in the machine. I was ready to do work that I found meaningful to myself, but was also impactful on others. Yeah. And so I decided I wanted to get closer to home, and I wanted to make a career change. So I uh, started applying to nonprofit jobs, and Jeff Stenson, who I know you know mm -hmm. well, took a chance on me and brought me to Arkansas to run the Delta I Fund which was my baby for about four years where we helped early stage entrepreneurs throughout our state and the Mississippi Delta, which is of course how I met you when you were a yes. mentor. Um, and then it was history pretty much. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so then you caught the startup bug um, of course. and started Horizon Health Solutions at some point. Can you tell us more about Horizon Health Solutions and how it's going and sort of where you're at? Absolutely. So we were running 
at a pace that I, I couldn't even keep up when we were in the MBA program. We went to traditional business plan competitions, did the lean startup process, really started talking to pharmacies throughout our state and outside of our state because this technology at UAMS has last year made their pharmacy an additional 800,000 just by catching, um, uh, they weren't billing correctly to the insurance company. So um, we wanted to apply that technology to community pharmacies as well as hospital pharmacies. And that was a business plan that we ran, ran with. Since that time, we've continued to work on the project, our, our company. We are currently working uh, to get on board at another hospital to see if we can make them money like we have UAMS. As you know, it's a slow process working with hospitals, but we keep moving forward. And that will be a very key go, no go decision for us. If it ends up doing well, then we will market to other hospitals and continue to grow our business. Awesome. You know, I figure if you can help out a university hospital, you can help out most hospitals. Agreed. Yeah. That's the hope for sure. <laughs> you bet you. For our listeners who may not know a couple of acronyms, UAMS is the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences in Little Rock. And of course, U of A is the University of Arkansas. Yeah, thank you. And I assume that's where you got your MBA as well. That's right. Yes. I'm <laughs> a proud graduate of the University of Arkansas and a big Razorback fan now, Go even Hawks. though I still love my Sooners. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> well, we'll be welcoming the Sooners to the SEC pretty quick here. That's right. Amy, tell us about Arkansas Research Alliance and your work there. Absolutely. So ARA, for short, mm. has been around for 15 years, and we exist to keep scientific talent in our state and recruit scientific talent here. And we see this as a means to economic development. It's a long-term outlook, mm -hmm. but our scientists are pushing research forward. They're partnering with industry, and then they're also creating their own companies and jobs for Arkansas. And so we are a true public-private partnership. We're funded by the state of Arkansas. We're funded by our corporate board members. And then, of course, the universities that we support. So we help chancellors identify what their next hire needs to be, um, you know, whether it be in quantum physics or material sciences. And we help recruit um, that researcher here to the state through a three-year grant. Great. And then um, we also identify talent that is already here in Arkansas, and we provide them a grant as well. And that makes up our Academy of Scholars and Fellows. They are a group of 30-plus individuals that are extremely smart and extremely talented PhD researchers who bring in a lot of federal grants to our state. And so we create this community to provide opportunities for team science um, and a way to just share resources and talent. Um, I was brought in to start the Core Facilities Exchange, mm -hmm. or CFE for short, and it is an online data database that we built uh, with our partners that showcases really expensive research equipment that is available for use. So if you are a researcher, say, working at Arkansas State and you need an MRI um, machine and you don't have one on your campus, UAMS has one as well as the National Center for Toxicological Research or NCTR down in Jefferson County. And you can we broker that connection so that way you can you know, work inside Arkansas, work with people that you know to get your research done. That is so cool. And I'm glad you mentioned NCTR because a lot of people, even in Arkansas, don't know about NCTR. Totally. What a big darn deal that is. 150 PhD researchers down in uh, Jefferson County, Arkansas, and yes, largely unknown, but a great research for, resource for our state. And one of the only FDA labs of size outside of the DC area right here in our state. Sure. 
Yeah. Very cool. Well, here we are at the Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit, and uh, you're here really representing ARA. So tell me uh, why you're here at the Tech Summit. Is this your first year? How it's going for you? You know, that sort of thing. What what you want to get out of it? Sure. Or, and cool. are getting out of it. Yes, this has been an excellent event. It is my first Tech Summit, surprisingly. Um, I've been in mm-hmm. you know the tech space for a while, but made my way up here. I have been on the lookout for potential collaborations for our academy members with industry. Um, their work can be pushed so much further just by having a corporate partnership and really um, working on the R&D problems that those companies face. So that's been one thing I've been looking out for. Of course, Dr. Alex Beerus from UA Little Rock. He's one of our academy members and he presented about his work with New Shores Biosciences, his company that he's spun out with Dr. Sharon Ballard. Yeah, They can regrow four inches of bone that you lose in your tibia, for instance. Really cool technology that's right here in our state. Um, So I came to support him. And then, of course, I was able to catch the pitch competition and my role with the um, Archangel Alliance, which Mm -hmm. is a network of angel investors. I've identified a couple of companies and, and told them they should apply to pitch to us. So I'm uh, there are several ways that I've, I've found connections and all just right here through the Tech Summit. So glad awesome. to be here. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll get a few of those uh, pitch competition companies on the, the podcast uh, today. Oh, excellent. That was an awesome pitch competition. Agreed. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always amazing to me to watch entrepreneurs to pitch what, what they're doing. I've been in those shoes. It's really hard to do. And they all did Not an incredible easy. job today. They did. They did fantastic. Okay, I'll ask you one more question since we are here in Bentonville and you're okay. familiar with Bentonville. Yes. I like to ask folks about a, to tell me a story. And in this case, a hashtag because Bentonville story. So can you tell me a, a, about a story or a moment here in Bentonville where you thought, you know, that speaks to Bentonville. It's what's unique to this place or kind of characterizes the essence of here. Sure. No, yeah. There are a lot of reasons that I love Bentonville. I love being up here and seeing the energy A story that comes to mind is after I wrapped up one of my finals during my MBA program, I hightailed it up here from Fayetteville Mm -hmm. and I did a four hour mountain bike lesson up here. And I left just feeling so much more safe on my bike. I got to explore the trails, you know, that are going right off the square. Mm -hmm. And I think that is my because Bentonville story. It really made me appreciate this town so much more. Awesome. All right. We'll close it up with that. Thank you so much, Amy, for taking the time. Thanks, James. I appreciate it. All right, let me introduce you to Clark Cogbill of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, where he is Director of Marketing. Clark, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, James. Great to be here. Hey, Clark, what should our audience know about you? Let's see. I, mean, I think first and foremost, I'm an Arkansas native, and Arkansas is my home. Proud to be an Arkansan. I am Director of Marketing for the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. Great. And uh, boy, the Arkansas Economic Development Commission is is one of my favorite places here as an economic developer. Yeah. Can you tell our audience what it is that uh, AEDC does? You bet. So AEDC is part of the Arkansas state government. We are obviously the economic development arm of that. We belong to the larger Arkansas Department of Commerce. And really the whole mission and goal of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission is to uh, increase jobs in the state and increase the average salary of our Kansans. So by to do that, we uh, help businesses grow that are already here and we recruit business to the state. Mm-hmm. And that, that could be big business manufacturing. It's also supporting startup businesses and entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And 
boy, I really appreciate y'all. And, you know, in particular, you mentioned the startup part. And since Tech Summit has a lot of startups here, uh, you know, for those who don't know, the state of Arkansas offers a really interesting incentive in terms of uh, equity uh, tax credits. And it's directed toward investors, but can really benefit startups. Uh, It's like 33 and a third percent tax credit on investment. So if you're a startup, and you're based in the state of Arkansas, and say you take in a million dollars of uh, investment, your investor can get back three hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars. So they're taking, they're getting a thirty-three and a third percent discount on that investment in your your company, which is really neat. And even companies, or sorry, if you take investment from outside the state, those investors can then t- sell that tax credit that they can't really use on their income taxes, but they can sell that tax credit back to an Arkansas. uh, There's an Arkansas bank that will buy those at 90 cents on the dollar. So it's a pretty great deal. So there's a a number of amazing things that ADC really does for startups. There there are. And one of the most significant things we've done recently is we actually created a new division within Mm -hmm. AEDC, which is not something that that happens a lot. And that happened uh, a little over a year ago. We created the Division of Small Business and Entrepreneurship Development. And uh, my coworker, Bob Kucharavi, is here mm-hmm. at the Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit this week. Um, he actually had a, a panel earlier this week. But what we try to do is, is there, were, there are incentives, there are resources. We tried to house those under one division, one point of contact, to make it easier for entrepreneurs and small business people to know where to go, to learn about incentives, to learn about a re- a resources. So we've got a whole section on our website dedicated to that. And, and uh, you can, it's kind of, we try to make it a clearinghouse for not only the resources and incentives that we offer, but many, many other resources that are available throughout the state of Arkansas. Excellent. Appreciate that. So here we are at the Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit. You uh, can you tell me why you came here? And what you're looking to get out of the Tech Summit and what's happened so far and, and you yeah. know, what's been interesting to you. I love the Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit. I think I'm so impressed uh, by the job that they've done, the organizers have done. I know you guys had a big role in that and, and led the way in that. So congratulations on a great summit. Well, that's our, that's our, I'm going to plug Chris Adams, yeah, the director Chris. of the Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit. Yeah. And it is a tech summit run by the Greater Bentonville Area Chamber of, of Commerce. Yeah. And Chris came in and he has crushed it this year. This has. has been an amazing show. He's been great. He looks he looks well rested. He doesn't look too strung out either. He looks like he's he's confident and in control. But no, I'm I'm always impressed and by this summit uh, it attracts uh, not only business leaders in Arkansas but but thought leaders and business leaders from around the country. And I love coming. Uh, we're here. We're a sponsor. We're a proud sponsor. And I mentioned earlier that my coworker Bob Kucharavi led a discussion uh, yesterday on Monday with a couple of um, small business owners, entrepreneurs, just about their experience starting a business in Arkansas, running a business, growing a business, um, and a little bit about how the state helped them out. But for me, as director of marketing, I, I also come to learn there's a whole Web 3.0 section track sure. here. And I also uh, have been interested to hear about the mobility and supply chain track and the content there just because, you know, at AEDC, we like to stay up to speed on supply chain. What are the issues affecting commerce around the country? 
And, you know, we're a strong state for supply chain and mobility, smart mobility. So there's so much to learn. There's more, more content than I can consume here. So it's great for me to be here and great for us to be here. Fantastic. Appreciate that. So let's talk about Northwest Arkansas for a moment. In fact, let's talk, since you're with AEDC, let's talk holistically about the state. Sure. Make your best pitch for for Arkansas to businesses who may uh, want to have a presence here, as well as talk about it from a Northwest Arkansas perspective. And if you want to go as granular as Bentonville, I'm good with that too, but wherever (laughs) you want to go. Yeah. You know, I I think I'm in marketing for AEDC and and I've, I've been in marketing for different organizations. And I think if you can, if you can really believe in the product that you're marketing, that makes your job fun. Yeah. And I really have a, I, I enjoy my job because I believe in the state of Arkansas. I've learned a lot about the state of Arkansas in this role about how strong we are in a lot of industries that will surprise people. Mm-hmm. For example, let's just look at metal, steel. Uh, Mississippi County in Northeast Arkansas is now the top producing county, the top steel producing county in the United States. Wow. U.S. Steel came in, they bought Big River Steel, they kept that operation and those employees in place, and they're just growing and investing in that. You also have Nucor and, and, and other steel manufacturers up there. And then you have food and beverage, a fantastic industry for our state, very strong in Jonesboro, but mm-hmm. all over the state. We're very strong in aerospace and defense. You go yes. down to Camden, Arkansas, and that defense corridor there. And in, in addition to that, uh, Dassault Falcon Jet, who makes unbelievably nice multi-million dollar corporate jets, their biggest operation worldwide is based in Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, paper and timber products, uh, we have a huge you know, industry and we have the product. We have a, a, a huge number of trees in our state. And so you learn about the strengths of the industries in the state. And we list key industries on our website, but there's more than we can list and if you look at the announcements that come to Arkansas, mm-hmm. we don't even have to say we have a diverse economy. The announcements speak for themselves. It is truly a diverse economy. And that really does. It's like having a diverse portfolio and a down economy. You're not that down and an up economy, economy right. you're rocking. And so there's a lot happening in Arkansas. And let's not forget about the technology sector. And if you come to Northwest Arkansas, if you come to Bentonville and up here, there's so much happening. And I think, you know, just stating the obvious, you have three of our five, three of our five Fortune 500 companies, all of which were founded in Arkansas. But three of those five are based right here in Northwest Arkansas. And then you have the University of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You have, of course, Fort Smith. And, and so there's all of that just over the decades has fueled an incredible amount of business happening up here. I don't know why I'm telling you this. I mean, you know all this, but it's you, what you, when you come up here and you see everything that's happening and the interest and the investment and the growth, it's very exciting. And, and particularly here at the Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit here in Bentonville, you just, you're hearing from people who are talking about the cutting edge of technology like smart mobility and supply chain you have these businesses that come out of Walmart, uh, Fortune Number One, businesses that come out of J.B. Hunt, what what a technology leader even Tyson is. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's just really exciting to see. Wonderful. Appreciate that. And it's that. beautiful. And it, we're in the and fall, yes. and it's just an amazing time to be up here. And, and also, you can come up here and watch uh, 
Watch our Razorbacks. Go Hawks. That's right. Glad they're back on the winning track. Absolutely. So excited. Basketball starts uh, is it soon, this week. Soon. My father just told me we're uh, preseason rated number 10 on the Associated yeah. Press poll. So, Which is our highest ranking to start the season since 1994 when Arkansas was ranked number one. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Thank okay. you so much, Clark. Thanks a lot, James. I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, let me introduce you to David Sanders, Director of Innovate Arkansas. David, welcome to the show. Man, thanks for having me on, James. You what bet. a fantastic venue. Oh, well, thank There's you. There's a lot of action here. I, I know. Which is Somebody stood here for a while earlier. I don't think that's true, but it felt like it. Um, hey, David, to yeah. get this thing started, the easy question is, tell us about David Sanders. Man, I answer to a lot of things. I'm the father of five children, for one. Okay. Live in Little Rock. How old are they? So I have 23, 22, 20, 15, and a newly minted 13-year-old. One daughter, the oldest, and four boys. So Awesome. Yeah. Never a dull moment at our house. You bet. So, yeah. All right. Tell us more. <laughs> ah, yeah. Well, I, I think within our context, I think we all sort of eat, sleep, live, breathe, dream, occasionally nightmare. Uh-huh. How can we grow this knowledge-based economy in Arkansas? I'm very fortunate, and I get to work with a wonderfully talented team of people at Innovate Arkansas. We're housed at Winrock International. Mm-hmm. So. It's a wonderful program that exists, really is a lead commercialization agent for the state. Our team of business and industry advisors do all those descriptive things that I said that that their life is helping knowledge-based ventures grow in Arkansas. We focus on accelerating the business model. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we develop the talent? How can we help develop sort of not only we, we think about accelerating the business model, but how do we get those founders and those CEOs investable? Sure. Uh, and then we, we really focus on the capital side, helping, helping companies raise capital, getting them ready. This, gosh, this last week I was on four calls with our companies that were pitching to the VCs, which is really an invitation yeah. for them to do diligence on the company. So we've, we've done this for a long time. Over the life of the program, our companies have raised over $470 million of investment capital. And it's out several years, over a decade, uh, created over 6,000 jobs, revenues topping out at that amount. And, you know, the, the big thing is obviously why knowledge-based economy, jo- economic jobs or uh, jobs in the space is because they pay at a dur- dramatically higher rate mm-hmm. than the per capita personal income. So our average salary of the jobs that our companies have created over $75,000 a year. So that's big. That's huge. Sure. So uh, it's a passion. It's easy to get excited about economic development. Yes. It's easy to get excited about entrepreneurs. I'm looking around. I see Andy. I mean, I see all these friends, all these folks that we work with. Yeah. A lot of times it's in a Zoom setting or a team setting, but uh, it is, you know, le- having a group of people who can give top notch business counsel and advice. And that goes from everything to strategic planning, working on, you know, we we're working on uh, a guy with a guy yesterday who was, you know, working on his comp plan for the people that he's bringing on board. How am I going to? How am I going to disperse the equity? So it's working on those issues. How do we pitch? How do, look, I'm, I'm trying to scale my product, technology, or service. We've got a great pe- group of people who do that every day. And I'm just thankful and blessed to be part of it. That's fantastic. Well, it would be silly for me to ask the question, why are you here at the Tech Summit? So 
tell me what you've this year, what you wanted to get out of Tech Summit, what you've seen so far. Well, how's it yeah. going for you? We do a lot of work. So in addition to you know, Innovate Arkansas's house at Windrock International, we do a lot of work in Northwest Arkansas, mm-hmm. have a great partnership with the Walton Family Foundation. Sure. What a wonderful organization. Obviously a wonderful family. We've got several projects with them. We founded the state's first not-for-profit evergreen investment fund. We've invested in in uh, eight Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas companies, knowledge-based companies, working on a ninth, uh, and then have a pipeline of a few more that that we've got. We're taking due diligence right now. Uh, we've helped launch the uh, Cartwheel Startup Studio that Very you nice. have here. You know, Josh and those guys are doing amazing work. Yes. We've launched well, we've launched one company and launching our second company out of that, and that's just a little over a year's time. So you know, one. It's a great place. It's a great place to be. This is a wonderful event, as you know, through and through. It's a great place to connect with people. You know, many times you get to connect with them, you know, particularly in this age of coming out of COVID. But, you know, we're all sort of default generally to video conferences because it's so efficient. But it's so much fun to actually shake hands, hug necks, you know, pats on the back and to see people that you you work with, you think about, you're passionate about helping them grow and and so it's, you know, coming to something like this, is, the energy is contagious, obviously. It is. And I'm so happy that we're back fully in person yeah, no. this year. Exactly. Last year being hybrid was okay. Obviously, year before we yeah. had to make a quick or had to make a quick switch. I wasn't here quite yet, but I did get to a, a attend. And but this is fantastic. Yeah. There's more than seventeen hundred people here across five venues. Here we do the whole unconference conference, you know, right. spread around different venues around right. now. It's amazing. So, right. Um, hey, before we wrap up here, tell me a story. I know you spent some time in Bentonville. Oh, so, yeah. how about a because Bentonville story? I call it a hashtag because Bentonville story, something that maybe can only happen here or describe well, the essence of this place. One of my favorite restaurants in the state. It's just a block over. Uh-huh. Preacher's son. Absolutely. So I I uh, I love it one because I'm a gluten free guy and of course that yeah. is a completely gluten free restaurant. So I I love that place. It is absolutely my favorite restaurant. Of course I love the Onyx Coffee. Yeah, but I, love, I mean honestly love the people, love the folks here, and and not just in Bentonville but the region and really the state. You know, writ large. I mean it's it's a wonderful place to be, and I think. You know, used to, we used to say Arkansas was one of the best kept secrets in the country. Right. It's no not longer so. a secret. And then it's not just Northwest Arkansas. It's Central Arkansas. There's great things sure. going on in Northeast Arkansas, South Arkansas as well. I think people realize, look, this is a really wonderful place to locate, grow a business, raise a family, mm-hmm. put down roots, but have access really to the world in terms of, you know, market, new markets, for your products, particularly in those areas in which we lead and have a competitive advantage over many of the states that touch us and certainly those yeah. that, are, that are beyond, you know, on the continent. So there's, there's obvious reasons to be here beyond the energy, beyond the buzz, but pure economic reasons to be here. And, you know, one of the new things that we're working on right now is a launch of a startup recruiting fund. It's a pilot that we're doing, partnered up with our friends at the Northwest Arkansas Council, friends at Atento Capital. They're doing all the the, the targeting, the sourcing, and the diligence for us, but we're going to invest in the pilot is to say, can we can we actually go and recruit companies from out of state here and incentivize them to be here? We've actually done that without a fund, but we're going to mm-hmm. do it with the fund. In fact, part of my meetings here today is with the company that we're helping recruit to Arkansas. It's a startup that's done a lot of work in space in the DOD space. Very but nice. There's also civilian focus. So 
it's an easy sell. And I'll tell you, it's an easy sell beyond all the economic reasons. The people are great. Mm -hmm. They see it's a, you know, we're a very resourceful people here. Arkansas are by nature. Uh, They see that we're hospitable, welcoming. And I think it translates extremely well, you know, across the country. And uh, I'm glad people are are really taking an interest in our state. You bet. Well, I have to admit, this is the first time I've heard about the new program. Yeah. I'm really excited well, to hear about it. I mean, it. it literally is brand new. We haven't even done like a formal. It's, it's, a, it's a soft launch. It's okay. a pilot, so we're testing it. So we're excited about that. Awesome. Well, I, I may have some companies to bring to you for that. Very uh, good. You know, I, I'm, my role is helping business leaders decide if they should have a presence here. And James, you really have a hard job. It's such man. a hard job. Yeah. They, they come here and take a look around and go, I, I can't come. Yeah. No, right. It's, there's a if, lot, if there's a lot come, of, there's a lot in. of work to get, but it takes, it does. It is yeah. a hard job. There's a lot of work and it's very competitive out there. Yeah. And your municipalities all across the country are really great at selling themselves. They, but they are. You do a fantastic job. Well, you represent that. the region. Well, you represent the city. Well, and you're everywhere. People know you like you. And, and I think you represent, you know, really what's best about the region. So, well, I appreciate that. We had uh, Clark Cogbill from uh, Arkansas Economic Development yep. Commission on a moment ago, director of marketing. And I'll repeat what he said. It's really easy to sell a product like this. It is like something you really believe in. And, yeah. and, and it is right. And so, yeah, it's an amazing place. The people here are amazing. And it, it just, it's a solid product. So you, if I can get people to you're come not, visit. You're not looking to move anytime soon, yeah, are you? Never. <laughs> hey, we came here. We're done. Yeah, L- yeah. Legit done. Yeah. Uh, no more moves. I've moved around a lot of places. We're yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah. But it is, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an easy sell, especially if you can get people just on the ground yeah. and they take a look around and go, I mean, I've had people, you know, get here and decide to cancel flights in the next couple of days that hold oh, on yeah, here, right? I had that so, we had, with the company we recruited here. Same deal. They were, look, they were looking at Austin and Kansas city. They, we had them here. They looked around, we had some meetings and they're like, we're done. Not going. We're coming here. Awesome. So, yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up. Thank right, you, man. David. Thank for coming you. On the show. Appreciate it so much. Hey, let me introduce you to Andy Martin, CEO and co-founder of Wishfluence, which is based right here in Bentonville, Arkansas. Andy, welcome to the show. Hey, happy to be here. Nice to see you again, James. Hey, you as well. So what should, uh, if somebody said, hey, I know Andy Martin, what, what should they know about you? Oh, I think top of mind, kind of a geeky guy who did well in the math classes, but then also showed up for the ultimate Frisbee and cool. went out for, you know, the sports that are variety sports and Nowadays, if you wanted to get to know me, if you have a mountain bike, it's highly likely that we could go for a ride sometime because that's what I try and do with my spare time now. Awesome. Well, we'll have to go ride and you'll be bored out of your mind because I'm a terrible mountain biker. <laughs> no, that sounds great. <laughs> awesome. So tell us about Wishfluence. What's that all about? Yeah. You know, we got our start making it a customer came to us with a problem they were having with these wish lists in their jewelry store. And I, the problem just sounded so easy to solve, kind of. So I, uh-huh. I said, hey, let me, let me get this going for you. And essentially what we've done is a lot of these stores have a branded paper wish list that they engage with with the client. And over time, just staff needs have changed in the whole world. And so the people that used to be there six days a week are now there four or five days a week. And so 
if a customer comes in and they're not there and the wish list is in their desk in their little bread box, mm-hmm. it becomes hard to find. And I was doing some back of the envelope numbers yesterday. There's 3 million of these wish lists made every year. Wow. And, you know, the average sale price on these is about a thousand or more dollars. So just the back of the envelope is that it's about a $3 billion problem. Primarily, if someone shows that they're interested in an item and you're not actively trying to get them back into your store to purchase that item, you're leaving, well, yeah. we're leaving $3 billion on the table, basically. Awesome. What's an ideal size or an ideal customer look like for you then? Yeah. The ideal customer is selling the higher end jewelry. And for us, that's because they're probably a bigger store mm-hmm. and just a little more sophisticated, but also haven't had the time to tighten up the ship. So maybe if they're a 12 store company, got it. they've probably got three people on staff who are tightening up that ship all the time. A one to two store company, 10 to 20 staff selling high end jewelry items. That's, that's the exact type of company that we've helped a few times already. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, you're a Bentonville-based company, you're a tech company, and you're at the Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit. That makes sense to me. Uh, What are you looking to get out of the Tech Summit? How's it going for you so far? You know, in seasons past coming here, I would have been coming directly for the learning. I would have been looking at all the talks. Mm -hmm. Now, I did look at all the talks and thought they sounded fantastic for bringing in people that I'm interested in meeting. So this time around, as a business owner and founder, I'm coming at it more from the angle of networking who do I know that I want to try and meet? And who do I not know that someone I do know can introduce me to? And uh, being here at this event is really great for me because I've been out of town every NWA Tech Summit since the first year. Uh, this year is finally, I'm in town and I'm here. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, well, with 1,700 attendees from quite a number of places, lots of venture capital folks here and, and, and folks with really great, you know, connections and advice yeah, and, and who are just really freely opening up themselves to help people. You're in the right place. Let's talk about, to wrap this up, let's talk Bentonville. Um, can you tell me a story? This would be a hashtag because Bentonville story, something that really demonstrates what Bentonville's about, could be unique to here or the, the essence of this place. Uh, I, I do have a great story and I'm sorry if this makes anyone upset that I'm telling this story, but it's so funny. And so it's part of my life now still. So I was at this New Year's Eve party in Bentonville. And at the time I was living in Los Angeles, but I started dating a girl who's from this area. I'm in Bentonville. And actually, maybe we were even married at this point. So I'd come, I'd come to Bentonville for several years getting to know the city. And I go to this New Year's Eve party and I'm so hungry. And I'm late uh, to the party. And there are just people there, people I've met. I know everyone there, at least so I think. And uh, I've been waiting and waiting for some dish to come out of the oven, I think is kind of how I remember it. And it comes out and I just like dig into it. And I've got this big old roll or ham and cheese roll in my hand. And this guy comes up to me and this really just old Christmas sweater. I'm not going to call it ugly but it would have definitely been the type of thing you wear to an ugly Christmas sweater party. And he just starts going for it. He says, hey, sorry, I couldn't come to your wedding. Yes, it's definitely poster wedding. So I remember that's how he opened it. And I'm thinking, I don't even know that I invited you to my <laughs> wedding, sir, but you seem really nice. And I'm trying, I haven't actually taken a bite of this ham and cheese roll. I'm still holding it. And I just keep thinking about how hungry I am. And every second I get a little hungrier. 
And just, I don't know, at some point midway through his story, I asked him a real softball that I hope's going to get a talk for a while. I take a big bite and it's just like mouthful. And, you know, the conversation ended probably not too long after that. So the guy introduced himself as Jim. And so I get in the car and I was like, hey, I met this guy. His name's Jim. Just Jim. I don't know. He seemed really nice. And my wife was like, honey, that's Jim Walton. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a Jim Walton story, too. <laughs> I uh, were still in the lockdown and I got on the elevator at the Massey building when we work labs was still on the second floor. And uh, it, actually, I had been on the job a month. <laughs> and so I hop on the elevator and there's this guy on the elevator who's got a bike, of course, hashtag because Bentonville <laughs> tires are a little muddy. Looks like he's been using his bike. He's got his helmet and he's putting on his ma ma face mask. He says, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, no big deal. Right. I'm like, you were here alone. Right. And he had a name tag on. This said Arvest, the bank. Right. And it just said, Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never really told this story in public. And so we go down one floor, get off the elevator and say our pleasantries to each other and, and go on. And as I walked out the door, I realized that was Jim Walton. <laughs> so it, it's funny to have these encounters with people and it's it's just normal. You're not making it up. Yesterday, I, I stepped love. out of scotch and soda, used the bathroom before I was going to head home. And I step out and there's Jim Walton with his mountain bike in the Hotel Massey yeah. in the lobby. And uh, he's now become a good friend, so I talked to him for a little bit. But yes, it loves to ride that bike. I've yeah, gone absolutely. on a few rides with him. Very cool. All right. Well, let's close it up here. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. All right. Wasn't that great? Hey, whether you attended this year or realize you need to attend next year, save these dates. The 2023 Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit will take place October 15th through 17th. And while I can't share all the details yet, here's a little teaser. I got to peek into the early planning discussions and learn one of the leading tracks may be automation and AI. To learn more about this year's Tech Summit, and it's a space to watch for 2023 as well, check out nwatechsummit.com. Also, check out the episodes of the Bentonville Beacon podcast at BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com or your favorite podcast player, where, of course, you'll also hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. You'll find weekly Bentonville Beacon episodes are released each Monday, while bonus episodes, including this series, typically drop each Friday. Keep coming back to this podcast to learn more about Bentonville's leaders and their businesses and more about Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas, where you get more of what you want and less of what you know. See you next time.